What up, though? This is Pop Culture 223, a podcast where we talk about firearms, the Second Amendment, gear, and the culture. Get it popping with us on this journey. Let's go. What's up, though, everybody? This is the Pop Culture 223 Podcast, one of the top-rated podcasts in Metro Detroit area, where we kick it about what's popping in the culture, what's popping for the culture, what's popping by the culture. Today's show is brought to us by the SCLI Store. The homie is here, the owner, creator of the, the store and apparel. And I got it on, man. Everything tactical is here. Um, I'm going to let him introduce himself. It's Peter Tyler, right? Yes, sir. How's it going, guys? Peter Tyler, owner of SCLI.store. Right. So Peter is a is a 10-year-plus axe member, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yeah. Self-taught shooter, mm-hmm. right? Yep. 11, he, he loves his 11.5 versus everybody. That's what he told me. <laughs> And he's the owner of SN, SCLI, uh, I want to say logistics after everything. I don't know, but <laughs> he, he's uh, he, he's going to explain it logistics. once. He, logistics. I always want to say that at the end of it. Linguistics but, and logistics. But uh, I'm going to let Peter um, tell him a little about himself. Um, like I said, um, just let you know, the show is brought to us by SCLI uh, Store. Um, so I'm gonna let Peter. Uh, I'm probably butchered it a little bit, but like this is my show, so I'm sorry, Todd. <laughs> I'm sorry, to Peter. No, but, you're you're good, KJ. So go ahead, man. In- introduce yourself and tell us and tell us a little bit about you and how long you've been shooting. Yeah. Um, you know everything because I know we talked a little bit on the phone prior to this just to get some um just to give me some good questions to ask and some stuff. I know I've been shooting with you for a while, but I didn't know you've been out there for like ten plus years. And you yeah, had, I don't know. And, you, and your dad, you told me you had your dad drag. You drug your. You told your dad you had to take you out there when you couldn't yep. drive. Yeah. So just tell tell us a little bit about yourself and everything you got going on. Wait, wait, and when he does, I got something funny to add to you too. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, Peter Tyler, like you mentioned, I've been shooting uh, two gun X specifically, mostly for uh, about ten years. Um, you know, pistol matches in there too. USPSA, uh, IDPA. Um, a little bit of three gun matches, but more of the you know special event type, um, self taught shooter. Yeah, absolutely. A lot um, of a lot of dry fire. You said right. Yeah, a lot of a lot of dry fire. You know, getting comfortable with your firearm, your your kit. You know, that way when you get out on the range, you're not thinking about how does this work, how do I handle this. You know, that's all sub subconscious. You've got that dialed in. You can focus on what's happening in the match, what's going on down range. So. I got you know for all my guests um, on the show, we try to give some stuff away. So you know one of our affiliates is Walk a Talk uh, America, and their focus is on the bridge between the uh, the bridge between the mental health and the uh, responsible gun ownership. So I got you a couple of flyers. I also got your wristband in there. Um, 
So you can go into their website, actually take a mental health screening for free, anonymous, and they kind of give you levels of where you at. And just in case you like, a, let me say, a level ten, or you up there with the with the red face, yeah. they give you resources <laughs> to, to go forth. But it's the gap between mental health and responsible gun ownership. Absolutely, yeah, I've heard about them before. Yeah, so they also gave you a heavy metal lifestyle, uh, but you know. Uh, coupon code in there so you know i just try to get to get something so when they leave here they say hey man i got something from the pop culture two to three podcast show it was dope and you should give it, it to everybody else so um what up so real quick just to add to your you know like you said your butchery you do realize he got his, he got this, the name on his hat though too right what it say it's, <laughs> listen man i've been saying s and i've been saying i just have to look over and i'm like oh it's all this hat too look, i've been saying s and c s and c logistics i've been like typing it in my notes and trying to go over it when i was going to talk about then he come in here and tell me something totally different but you know like i said i, I got the, the two uh urls scli dot dot store that's kind of mm-hmm. short and easy and then i have sclogisticsinc.com and right, I right. use that more for, for banners and whatnot. So, you know, this this is season three. We're going to jump this off. This is episode one. I brought, my, like, I brought my man up here to talk about his company. Um, his company sells, I'm going to say this, sells outdoor apparel, right? Yep. Yep. Um, he sells tactical gear, plate mm-hmm. carriers, and they also design accessories for the shooters. Yep. And he, um, I thought he just like was designing stuff for like AK, AK, uh, uh, the platforms. But I guess he also his his the thing he designed also can go to ARs, right? So yeah, it's, it's, it's just an M lock attachment. It's an yeah. M lock attachment. So some of the stuff that I'm gonna try to get into is like the the the, the outdoor apparel. So you sell like what? Cause he came in here looking real super fly today, you know what I'm saying? He was blending in, you dig with the, with the. He had the, I don't know what you had on, but it was it was white and green, so it blended in right with the snow. Mm-hmm. Like a snow ghillie suit. Or he something. had a snow ghillie hood suit on. <laughs> the, uh, he came in here like, like on, dang. It's a heel like on tech uh, wolfhound jacket, and we right. do sell it. This one's in the uh, pen cot. It's reversible. They offer mm. non-reversible uh, versions as well. So was what's the name of it? It's uh, the Helicon Tex Wolfhound Jacket. Okay. And what were some other brands you sell on there? So uh, I've got Helicon Tex, uh, Direct Action, and Defense Mechanisms. Okay. Those are the, the main three. And then obviously, like you mentioned, we got our own products as well. So the pants you had on, mm-hmm. what were those? Those are the Helicon Tex uh, MCDU pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was looking real fly. Look, look real dope. Like <laughs> Straight out of a movie. Straight out of a movie. I don't even know what to duck or run. Like I didn't know where he was at. I had, he had to get up on me because he was pulling it in so dope. But like I said, with the play carriers, what what play carry brand do you you offer on your website? The defense mechanisms MEPC. The MEPC. Yeah. And what level plates are on there? Level four. Level four. Yeah, LTC level four plates. And tell us what those you know what so just educate the the sure. listeners. Yeah, you know there there's a lot of plate carrier manufacturers out there these days. You brought your plate carrier too, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I did. Yep. Yeah. Got the whole thing down here, all set up, pretty much all defense mechanisms. You put. Here, let's, let's move this over here. You, you probably put it right in front of you now. Just kind of lay it right right here. Put it right here if you want. Yeah. In front of the camera to kind of tell or whatever. So, you know, I'm just kind of going to narrow this down to, to <laughs> quality <coughs> ma- manufacturers, right, and, and skip over some of the, the lower level stuff and assuming that, you know, the material that they're using is all IR compliant. They're using good, good stitching and whatnot. Um, one of the reasons why I really like defense mechanisms is their plate bags are sized for the size of plates. You know, you get a lot of manufacturers where 
you know, maybe it's a medium, but you can put Sappy Smalls in there. And some of those manufacturers, you know, have uh, features in there to, to secure that plate. Because the last thing you want is your plate to be moving around when you're running and it's going to wear, wear you down, right? Um, I like the fact that there's no extra material. It, it is what, what it is. Um, so if you're running something small like me, uh, an 8x10 plate, um, small guy, small plates. But that's basically uh, like the standard issue size plate, though, isn't it? Eight by ten? No, the no, uh, standard issue would be closed to yeah, yeah, ten, right. ten by twelve, like a, a sappy medium. Right, right. Um, and a lot of guys, you know, they can wear two different plate sizes. I can do an eight by ten, or I can do a sappy small, and it really depends on what you're looking for. Okay. If I go to a lot of shooting matches, I shoot a lot in in, in this gear, um, so I want the smaller plate. I can get a little bit better, you know, stock position. If I'm mm-hmm. someone who's just looking for protection, mm-hmm. well, then I'd, I'd size up to a, a sappy small. Right. Um, and the sappy is the cut of the plate, right? Yeah, it's the cut and the sizes as well, because you got sappy small, sappy medium, sappy large. Um, That's a sappy? Yep, sappy plate right okay. there. Um, you get the swimmer's cuts that are a little bit more aggressive of a cut as well. That's my sappy. Yeah, because you were telling us about the, because you don't want. So wait a minute, is my is my soft plate considered a sappy then with the shooters cut on it? Then? Man, that's a piece of, that's an 8 by 11 That's just a straight, narrow, I don't know. You ask Peter, that's why he from, here. That, that's from, what I'm asking, yeah. That's, from my understanding, the, the sappy is really in reference to hard plates. Gotcha. So okay. you do get soft armor manufacturers that make soft armor in that form factor. Like, gotcha. Do you have, do y'all, or do y'all carry those? No, we don't, we don't carry soft armor. I do have a little bit of soft armor in this dangler here, a uh, level 3A soft armor in there, but the plates are level 4 hard plates. So if I go on your website right now, mm-hmm. what can I order? You can order everything on here. So, so we've so got, tell us what you got on there. Everything except for the AXL shoulder pads. Uh, I don't sell those. I really like them, though. Shout out to AXL, the structural shoulder pads there. Um, so we've got a water bladder or something? Yeah, wa- water bladder, um, source hydration. We've got the defense mechanisms, MEPC plate carrier. We've got the recondite rear pack here. Kind of playing around with how I want that set up. But we've got the defense act, uh, direct action, excuse me, dangler down here, LDC plates in here. This is the defense mechanism placard. I really like it because it's not fixed you can pull this apart it comes with a a back panel you can put your pouches in there and then it comes with a wrap so if i switch out to my kp9 or something i can pull this outer placard off i can drop in some um smg mag pouches and run it like so it's versatile for whatever situation or thing you get into absolutely okay so like so so what would you do okay so check this out (coughs) you in miami you see some eight-foot aliens running around the mall. <laughs> you got a hundred police cars. You got teenagers riding and, and, and shooting fireworks. What do you do? Leave. <laughs> <laughs> they said, man, listen, Miami said it was 50, 50 kids in the mall riding shooting fireworks. A hundred police yeah. was called out. These jokers is talking about is eight feet aliens running around the mall, and nobody has a picture of them. <laughs> then they said because it was in the black mall, all the black people ran out. They weren't trying to get no pictures. 
man. So I, I, I read a post, man, where this dude claimed he claims to have had pictures and he got the evidence, but something about not wanting to put them out there because the feds keep shutting everything down and getting it pulled and yada yada. I'm like, I, I guess my all, thing man. was, what about the misinformation? Let's just it, it the the IG social media world went crazy. Crazy. It was it was it was TikTok after TikTok after this after that. My homeboy sent me stuff and this you know they not UFOs no more. What they call U UIAs or something like that. Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, uh, uh, sure unified dental anomalies is what they're calling. Oh yeah, okay. anomalies. Yeah. Yeah. So he, I mean, he was sending me stuff left and right. I said, "Wow!" So they jumped down from their spaceship, went into the mall looking for some Cinnabons. <laughs> like, right. what was they in there right. getting? Some Auntie Anne's. Yeah. I don't. I like what they got. They got a Cinnabon up in there. They got Krispy Kreme up in that Joker. They looking for some buff. That's what they were doing. I said they looking for some Georgia, dog. <laughs> looking for some Jays. Them latest twelves that came out. But anyway, I mean, um, like I said, I, I just thought that was a, a, a funny situation, man. Um, with that being, you know, being said. But like I said, I, you know, I went on your website because, especially, you know, just it seems like once I go on there, you can. It's a one-stop shop for everything play carrier. Yeah, that you yeah, can absolutely. get. And, and that's um, another reason why I like defense mechanisms. You know, like I mentioned, I got some other pieces on, on here, but they have a really well-rounded catalog, and you can get pretty much everything you need from them. And by the way, they also give us a little. Uh, what you got? A little discount card thing it was Pop Ten. Yes, sir. Pop Ten for all our listeners. Just in case you want to go on there, and you want to see some, you can just say, uh, type in the coupon code Pop Ten, and you'll I get with ten percent off or anything on the store. Uh, so it's it's still live. So hey, if you're looking for something for your for your chest rig, your plate carrier, some gear to go outside to look cool in, please hit the store up. You know, and um, show some love. So they, you know, they can see the feedback and stuff we're doing for the show, and we can keep this thing going. But um, so so wait a minute, I, I got a couple questions, man, because you know I'm I'm speaking from certain people's aspects now. I'm I wanted all black everything kind of guys. I like that that in the dark Navy SEAL SWAT team. You can't see me running up on you type of. So do, do you make everything in black as well? Did you, or do you, or did you in carry black? everything in black? Okay, yeah. okay, yep. that's what's up. Now, do you have different uh, different styles of carriers as well? So there, there is two styles of carrier that uh, defense mechanisms offers. They have the reduced visibility okay. and they have the MEPC. The reduced visibility doesn't come in as many sizes. Okay. And it's a little bit slicker. Okay. I prefer just the MEPC with the slick uh, rear plate bag. So for okay, so let me say this: for guys our size, mm -hmm. like you know, pushing about two twenty, you know, on a good day. What kind? What sizes do you I'm think? Push a little more than that, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, if you was the tailor make us something, what size would you? What would you do? Get squared away with your plate size first. Mm -hmm. And like I mentioned earlier, you know, uh, most guys can go up or down a, a plate size. Um, I'm an eight by ten or a sappy small. Pick pick what you want. Whether you want that little bit more protection or you want you know a little bit uh, slimmer, a little bit more mobile, better stock placement, right? Start from there. Of course, I'm assuming you're sizing that to your body, right? You know, you're checking your coverage area mm -hmm. um, from your collarbone down, making sure your nipples are covered, all, all that. He um, said nipples, everybody. <laughs> right, he said nipples. Make sure your nipples are covered. Make sure yeah, your nipples you know, are covered. That's important. Just, <laughs> that's real. Just hang, hanging out there. Real, Put Pisces on him like, like Tyler did. <laughs> brother. Um, and select that size plate carrier. And then from there, 
you can build it out if you want it to be slick. If you want to build it out, they have the uh, structural cummerbunds now from defense mechanisms. Mm. So if you're looking to add some weight, some load-bearing capability, go go that route. If you're looking for something a little bit slimmer like I got here, just a standard hybrid cummerbund, that works for me. I don't carry that much on my cummerbunds. So so that brings – see, I never I never thought of – I'm glad we're having this conversation because I never looked at it from that angle because what I've seen in a lot of plate carriers for steel – so I guess, and we'll get into mine, I guess, later too, because mine is, um, Go ahead. mine is uh, concealable, mm-hmm. <coughs> excuse me, and they, and the company that makes mine, and they made it, first they made it in two different sizes. Yeah. One was uh, like 11 by 14 or something like that, and which was like a, a larger size than yeah. their standard was uh, 10 by 12 or something like that. And I think that's what that I have is a 10 by 12 because they stopped making the bigger one yeah. then after I bought mine and they started making it back. So I was a little pissed about yeah. whatever. <laughs> but that brings a good a good point, like you said, about bigger bigger guys or bigger people. I've only really seen a lot of steel slash ceramic plates. So like you said, starting to build around the plate. I've only seen them in that, you know, the 10 to 12 or like you said, the simple smaller or the smaller. Yeah. I don't I haven't really seen any plates or plate carriers that are like an 11 by 14. So how do bigger guys, so you know, the, or, or, or do, do they make one? Yeah, the defense mechanisms uh, makes one, and you can get okay. sappy large plates okay. and even uh, sappy XL plates, I okay. believe, as is, is well. Okay. Now, like you mentioned, finding some of those right. may be harder, like most everything else, they sell the most mediums, you know? Gotcha. Um, so even me trying to find some of the small sizes, right? I'm, I'm limited uh, as well. Um, I got LTC plates. They're a large manufacturer. They've been around for a long time. Uh, they offer pretty much every sample okay. size. Okay. Mm. That's good to know. So, and I just, so the, the, the plates that you sell are the ceramic ones? On those I, I don't sell any plates right now. You don't? No. No, okay. I, I've been talking to um, Protection Group <coughs> Denmark. Uh, we got one of their helmets on, on loan, testing that out. Um, but they, they essentially told me with everything going on in Ukraine and uh, when I was talking yeah, to you, them. Okay. They're shipping everything over there, huh? Well, it was right after October 7th and the Hamas attack in, mm. in Israel. So they said, mm. hey, we're sold out. We're focusing right. on, on these other contracts right right now. Mm-hmm. We're not sending anything to the States right now. So I was looking at my plate. Mine's a ceramic, and it says a five-year uh, life life period. I, I didn't even know that until I, look, until I pulled it out and looked at it. Yeah. So what? how important is that? To keep it in the up of, let's say, a stand, you know, it's just say this plate ain't been through no work. So is right. it still five years on it? Look, it's it's gonna work past five five years. That was gonna be, that was gonna be an add on question to that as well. Like how long? Yeah, I mean, will it, will it go past right. shelf life? Yeah, sure. I mean, and and of course, this isn't uh like firm advice, right? Mm-hmm. Because you you have to take into account how it was stored, right. uh, any drop damage to it anything like that but you know you can so go do your research but right. just yeah you can go on youtube and see guys testing you know surplus level 3a mm-hmm. stuff from the 90s or early 2000s and typically it, it, it still works right mm-hmm. would i necessarily bet my life on it no uh if you're working in a field and you're putting on that that rig every day and you're not just larping at, at the range then yeah i would say it's of the utmost important to have your plates up to date the manufacturers have dictated an expiration date for that you know and i'm sure some of that's legal li- liability as well but mm-hmm. they've, they've identified uh where they think possible deficiencies may lie mm-hmm. and uh, added an expiration date it's kind of like one of those 
for for best use kind of things use a uh, yeah. use by date or best by date we're not Absolutely. saying that you can't still use or or eat the food past said date but it's probably going to be best if you eat it before said date afterwards you can still use it but it just won't be as fresh or as good as you know before boy you better put some milk on that damn shit eat some <laughs> right right eat some cheerios because <laughs> what because the more we talked about it and talking with you about it the more i'm kind of to me it seems like you know which is a, a general rule of okay when that that five years is up i would probably replace it i may i may even wait a year to replace it you know given that but i would still keep said plate as a just in case, because it's one yeah. of those I'd rather have this than nothing kind of kind of thing. But that's the oh, it was right here, so I grabbed it. Versus I keep my other stuff, you know, that's fresh with me, you know, when I when I really need it. Man, I just pulled it out and looked like at it. Yeah, yeah. I looked at it and I was like, wow, it's an expiration date. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, I don't know. But you you know it's crazy, and we had Axe. So <laughs> the great thing about Axe, right? So if you come out there. And let's just say you just buy whatever and you think you're the cool kid or whatever, whatever. I see a lot of people where they play care is wrong or they don't have enough coverage in their neck area down or they don't wear properly. Like everybody. And then the good thing about, you know, the 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 uh, American Federation of Tactical Shooters events or um, the matches we go to, it's people out there that will help you in a a, a way that is not, you know, kind of like, Destroying your ego because you think you you didn't go. You bought all the expensive cool shit, but they come and say, "Hey man, let me, you know where'd you get that from?" Well, let me help you out. I see. I ain't gonna call him out, but one Tristan, he, he helps a lot of people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Get that plate carrier <laughs> right, because <laughs> a lot of people come out there with that plate carrier wrong. Mm-hmm. And and why is that? They just they throw it on. They don't they don't fit it right, or they don't. You know what I'm saying? They're not really paying attention, or they just right. buy some. They just buy some stuff, put it on, say, "Look, I got a play carry on, and I'm and I'm running." It it, it comes down to to lack of uh, of research and lack of effort, because in today's you know world with with the source available on YouTube and and the forms, you know, mm-hmm. there's so much Internet. data out there that you put in the work, and you know, forty five minutes, forty five minutes, to do some googling. Um, identify some some key forms or maybe key YouTube channels that you think have good information or, you know, you can even go on the forums and, oh, yeah, all right, all these guys are, are saying this. Not that you have to treat that as an absolute, but mm-hmm. do your research, formulate your own opinion, and, and identify what's what's proper. Mm-hmm. And a lot of guys just don't do not do that. They, they buy the stuff. They you know, see it in video games, movies, or whatever, and they just throw it on. You know, there, there's a purpose behind this, and there's a intention and a way to use it properly. And like you mentioned, coming out to Axe, been going to Axe for a long time, a lot of those guys helped form my, my knowledge base, you know. And everything that I learned at a match goes in that, that tool bag to be used later. So, so what's, what are some other things or good things you learned? Cause like I said... You are kind of, I say self-taught, meaning like Axe kind of raised you and yeah. you went home and did some dry farm. But like what what kind of things did you learn from like Axe and then you went home and like practice sales? Like I'm going to get better at this and come back to the match. Because every time we out there, you in the top 10, 15, you know what I'm saying? You don't fall. You ain't never below me. <laughs> <laughs> so like what are some things that you, you know, you pull out of there and you learn that helped you at Axe? Like I said, you self-taught because I asked you like, have you took any training classes? 
But you train with them, you train like no, this all acts and a lot of dry firing. So explain that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so starting with with the basis, you know, as, as a kid, spent a lot of time online, did a lot of reading on forums and whatnot, and that's what I like to do. Whether it was you know different YouTube channels, uh, the Magpul Dynamic DVDs that you know, hey, oh this this is pretty cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting into that and then doing the research at 15, 16 years old. Where, where can I go do this stuff? Oh, look, there's, there's these matches in the state. There's IDPA, USPSA. Then I came across Axe. And by far, I was like, wow, <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is the funnest. This is the best two-gun, you know. Um, and, and going out there, like you are saying, I already had pretty good, you know, we'll call it weapon, weapon handling skills, right? You know, comfortable with, with my platform. In safety. And safety, safety, right. Um, transitioning shoulder to shoulder learned how important that was real quick with all, <laughs> all the cover calls right at, at axe <laughs> oh god that wasn't something that you know as a young man that i had um practiced really before um and like you mentioned everyone there is, is so so helpful they're gonna tell it to you straight sometimes mm-hmm. you gotta check check your ego which mm-hmm. is a, a good thing to get your ego checked every once in a while um but guys are going to come out there and they'll, they'll tell you if, hey, you know what, this this is my opinion or this is fact. Right. Well, I, let, let me say, that world of people that helped me, like I didn't, if I bought something outside of what they told me, I just did it on purpose because <laughs> I wanted to be different. Other than that, you know, that I kind of, I kind of, <laughs> I kind of stayed the course. And then I try to help like Bear, like, hey man, try this, 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 and this, you know, this work, that work. But you know, everybody, like, hey, everyone be, you know, start to be different, man. So, you know, a lot of the things that they told me, I went with and it worked, especially with the play carriers, you know what I'm saying? Just seeing that. And in your opinion, what so what place do you like to run? Like the 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 material. Level four ceramics. Ceramics? Yeah. So listen, <laughs> I got what's it like my level four uh ceramics. I was running around with the axe match on. Well, I was doing airsoft. My and I put it on and I run around, I was like, man, I'm out of shape. I can understand why you two you spend the most money to try to get some lighter plates. Mm-hmm. Like you still get the coverage, yep. but the lighter plates that matters. And, that, and, that's, and that's it, too, because if you really think about it, the ceramics are the lighter plates because the steels are even heavier. Yeah, but they, they got a new, oh, my God. Don't they got a different kind of plate material they're making now? Yeah, um, UHWMPs probably. They're lighter? They're, they're lighter. Um, they're typically in the level three range. Okay. Not necessarily the, the level the level four. They they may be making them level four now. Man. Um, but in place of the ceramic, it's actually um a plastic, a plastic material. So you'll you'll see those used in, you know, maritime environments where guys are worried about buoyancy. Okay. Um for for general use the the ceramics are, are where it's at, you know. I, I was just running around with I was like, man, I can't imagine being with the ceramic with this plate on with a with, with, with this plate on with a, a full rig, you know, mags, everything, and I got a shoulder this gun, and I got a backpack on. I said, I'm because I was just in my plate, minimum, minimum, yeah, running around. I was like, whoo, I'm getting winded. It, not, not all ceramics are created equal, you yeah. know. It, it's once you get into the ceramic level four, it, it's kind of pay to play, 
Right. If you buy the cheaper plates, they're going to be heavier. Right. Um, as a general rule, the heavier they are, the thinner they'll be. Mm-hmm. The thicker they are, the lighter they're, they're going to be. Right. Um, but, you know, if you're going out and you're buying Hesco's, yeah, you're going to pay for them. Maybe 800 bucks a plate. A plate. Yeah. You're right, per plate. You got to get two plates. <laughs> I just need one. I just need one. Yeah. The one in the back, right? But you're you're gonna get the the, the weight reduction, right? And that and I don't know why I said the weight reduction in the play because because like you know civilians we not running around for a kit, but if you operating or you doing like you know police, that's you know first responders, that, all that stuff matters. Like you know what I'm saying and having the, enough. And the crazy thing is, so I want to I'm gonna address what you just said that because I got I found this out about first responders and, and police and law enforcement, but we're going to address, I got questions about ballistics and stuff we was talking about before too, but it's crazy that most of them, their armor is soft armor. They don't really have plates. And some of them do when they do and they get plates and it's a whole separate rig that sometimes can be thrown in the car. Their actual everyday. Oh, the one underneath the, yeah, the uniform? Wear, it's all soft. Maybe the ones I see be they be, uh, no no they saw, no 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 the, the ones in my mama neighborhood <laughs> they roll around with those on. Oh yeah no no it'll still be these. Yeah. But a lot of times it's soft. Oh. Uh-huh. Now, now some of them okay so I'll say this if it's if it's like a special unit. Yeah. Like, like, like these special, like, like special unit guys. Like SRTs. Yeah and all. yeah they, they'll have steels, but your everyday regular. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Yeah it, it's yeah they saw even if it's a thicker plate. It's still soft, and it's right. like, dang, wait a minute, that, you know, I, cause I know a couple sheriffs, uh, Oakland County, and we were just talking about it, cause that's how I got put up on ceramics, you know, and the, the some of the you know validity of it, and um, you know, whatever. And when he was just talking, and I'm like, so wait a minute, you all don't have steels, you, or ceramics as Le- level four as, right? as your regular? He's like, nope. Yeah, we're we gonna say rifle rated rated right, plates, right? right? Hard hard plates, yeah. and um, yeah, so, you're absolutely correct, and I'm no expert in in this yeah. matter, but as a majority, you typically see guys running soft armor mm-hmm. and uh not getting into the politics of what they're issued or, or all that um you do get more coverage yep also from knife attacks as well yep and f- with the level what's them with the soft ones with the, with the soft armor yeah right. and some of them aren't aren't stab rated but right uh, as, as a general rule you know you're, you're getting your under armpit protection mm-hmm. on, on the side yeah. and for those guys are doing because they because they because they have the ones that are like the wraps yeah. and they're yeah. kind of wrapping yeah. yeah and that's level they look soft level three so mine level is a three a's, mine yeah. is a three a so that's and that's what i wanted to get into with like you said we we keep talking about the level four. Oh yeah ask him about the ballistic because you said yours was that, a, that's what i'm getting into okay. so it, every we, we're talking about the different levels and just to clarify for anybody that's not familiar with it so this, this kj's armor here uh, like you said, it's a level four. We're going to put it in, in all the cameras here so we can see. Uh, but it's level four in this ceramic uh, polyethylene uh, ballistic panel. What all caliber, this is basically anything level four is typically uh, notated as rifle rated, correct? Yeah, correct. What, what's the highest rifle caliber that this will effectively stop? The majority of level fours will do 30 out six black tip or, or AP. Okay. So, I mean... Really heavy, heavy threats. Really, really heavy round ballistic stuff. Okay, so the one that I have, so I have a, I have a soft armor. Mine is like I said, a, a concealed carry. Uh, mine is uh, Armor Republic, the AR five hundred armor. Uh, mine is soft body armor. So again, it's a concealed place, so it's a lot thinner. You know, if anybody can see the difference, just hold it, just look in the softness. So and hold it right there for me if you can for a minute, K. So right here. 
Well, no, you flipped it. That's cool. So I, I just want to get it back so I can read what it says on the thing. So as far as this being level 3A, on the back here, it even says what it's rated for. So we want to know the difference in this. So this one's uh, multi-hit protection against 357 SIG FMJ flat nose. And uh, it says with a specific mass of 8.1, you know, 125 uh, grain. Mm -hmm. um, and 44 mag semi-jacket at hollow point. So here's my question. And this is just assuming, and again, I'm no expert. I don't want you know anybody think, oh man, Bear knows this or Bear trying to say no. That's, but we're asking this question here just to talk. We know for a fact of what hollow points do. They're made to hit, expand, boom. Yeah. Does that mean then because it, it will stop a 45 magnum hollow point? Does that mean that this isn't rated for a 45 magnum full metal jacket? They typically are. Now, in, that's, in, in that's any what case, I thought, yeah. If you're unsure and it's not listed on the manufacturer's website, check with that specific manufacturer because they're going to give you the latest, most up-to-date information Correct. on their products. But uh, level 3A and, and the NIJ rating is typically rated to 44 mag. That's what I thought, um, too, yeah. And that would be tested the flat nose or, mm -hmm. or um, ball rounds. And mm -hmm. effectively stopping the majority of your pistol cartridges, right. you know outside of some of the like 90 grain nine millimeter some of that real fast stuff mm -hmm. that will typically pen uh or 762 by 25 takarov those will typically mm. pen as well so let, let's ask this one in too this applies more so probably for your armor definitely for mine um i say less for mine because i'm guessing it would be it would definitely penetrate from what i've been you know understand but what about um the five seven Five seven, and, I, and I'm again like we talked. Yeah. I'm playing the off, the off, you know, the other yeah. side. So five seven has been t been known or been told, and the rumor is that it's an armor penetrator. Right. Will five seven go through a soft plate like that? Depending that, that's, that's on level three A on the cartridge, and I'm no five seven expert. I don't I don't have okay. a five seven, but you know, looking at the facts, the five seven AP ammo that was used in the NATO trials mm -hmm. is essentially unavailable right um right sure every once in a while you, you can find some on uh, you know maybe that came from a department or something sure but by and large uh, unavailable right um so, so your average person ain't gonna have it right the average, yeah they, they, your right. blue tips ray ray gonna be, ray ray and them ain't gonna have it yeah, your yeah. blue tips ain't gonna be like the military stuff and all right. that so don't even ray 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 and pookie what they call them <laughs> ray ray and pookie pookie and john and pookie and john and timothy yeah they, they ain't gonna, gonna have, have it. all them yeah now what, now what about for the for the steel and for the ceramic though yeah, as far as ballistics, how how would, would those would 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 the typical civilian five seven round penetrate that or not penetrate that? I'm just trying to you know kind of help with debunking the yeah. myth of yeah. Absolutely, the the biggest defeater of armor is speed. Mm -hmm. Regardless of the the core, in most cases, gotcha. assuming that we're not talking about AP cores, right. you know, hardened steel or tungsten cores. Mm -hmm. Uh, just talking about like M855 with mm -hmm. a mild steel core. That's what I was gonna say. So uh, that was my next one. That was yeah. literally after five seven. <laughs> I was going to that. What about green tips? Are we talking? You know, how, how will that do or won't do? So looking at some of the level three or level three plus plates that are on the market now and are popular, like mm -hmm. the uh, Hesco L210s. You know, um, in most cases the M193 has a better chance of penetrating because of the speed. Mm. Even though that M855 has that mild steel core, mm -hmm. it's mild steel. It's, mm. it's not made to be armor penetrating. Um, so, again, it's back to the velocity, back to the speed. And that's why when we look at, like, level 3A, 
uh, and nine millimeter, mm-hmm. 115, 124, 147, you know, it's going to stop all that. Right. Now, if you get into some of these like solid copper 90 grain projectiles, they'll, they'll penetrate or it's have a, a higher hot. likelihood of penetrating because of the speed. It's a little, a little hotter around coming up. Even, even, cause you would think that even that, even as a plus P, you know, nine millimeter that's mm-hmm. moving, yeah. but it's still ready to stop what is ready to stop. Yeah. It should be able to still stop that. Mm-hmm. You may have a little more oomph to it on the kick, but it should be able to stop that. Yeah. And, and I'm glad you, you you addressed that before I could get to it. So basically, just to kind of sum it up for everybody, don't think that that your, your green tips are full on armor piercing. You know, you know, you're, you if you got a plate carrier one and thinking like, uh oh, I got these, but if somebody's got this on the other side, I still got to worry about you know over penetration or going through. That's not necessarily the case. I just want to know is Ray Ray gonna have it? Because <laughs> you know, I, I was just like, because <laughs> I was just like, even with your soft armor, I was like, is that a good one to have in the bag in the car? Because you drive around, we in the city, right? We from Detroit, you know what I'm saying? What I'm gonna carry? Like, I ain't, I don't want to have this big plate. And I ain't got to, you know, nine times out of ten, I ain't got to worry about getting hit with something, you know, a big round. But, you know, these guys got Dracos. Yep. They carry AR yeah. pistols. So it's like, I don't know if the soft armor, you know what I'm saying, is, mm-hmm. is well, the one you, you may have. I mean, it's still good. So, it, uh, But and, I guess and, I was just like, okay. Because <laughs> I was like, you could throw it in the bag in your backpack mm-hmm. and keep it in the car. Yep. Um, just so you can have, you know, you know, Something one at the crib. Yeah, one, yeah. yeah that's, I was thinking about that, you know, have a bag in the car ready mm-hmm. to go. I'm just like, back in the day, you didn't have to worry about Dracos and people with the AR rifle pistols. And the, but nowadays, you go to the gas station, he walk around with the AR pistol in, in his pants. See, man, like, it's a Glock. Like, he carrying he carry an AR pistol appendix. And appendix, yeah. Appendix. And then don't want you to say, tell him it's a better way. Right. See, he, man, he upset because I said something to him. So, so at that point, so let's let's kind of roundtable ask this then because that, that brings across a good question then. Do you play the numbers game with that? Because, yeah, you got some people that may have a Draco or AR pistol or even a rifle, but numbers-wise of them versus people with a standard pistol, that number's got to be like 2%. Yeah, look, you it, know what it, I mean? It, even when you're talking about illegal guns on market, that's got to be like at the most 5% right. people that you may you know encounter. So do you do and be prepared, be prepared for that 5 Because, you know, we, we live in a world, you know, in our, you know, thought process, and I don't mean like just the world, but I mean, you know, two-way community, however, you know, where we tend to prep for the highest of, you know, <laughs> yeah. opening BS that can or cannot happen. That so wouldn't probably not happen. Right. But you know what I'm ready. saying? So, I'm saying. So, like, most people would prep for that 5% no matter what. But from a logical standpoint, though, of everyday happenings, what what really is probably best? Do we really prep for the numbers or do we prep for that 5%? Um, like That's we, from that particular aspect like we talking about, yeah. I guess this is what it was. Even we was in the feed, people was talking. My homeboy showed his loadout. He had, like, you know, play care, chest rig, gun, and all this. And I'm just thinking, like, well, how long is it going to take me to deploy? Like, something happened. How long is it going to take me to get my stuff on and get going? Right. If I got all this stuff. And, and, now, and the that's, soft armor, that's what I'm getting at, too. Like, yeah. soft armor yours, it looked like I can just throw that on and roll, and mm-hmm. then I'm just going to play the numbers. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Opposed to where it may take me 10 minutes or 5 minutes to get this on, strap up, and go. because in, I was looking at this one thing, and it said it takes it's almost 15 minutes from the time you call uh, 911 to the police inside the door. Mm-hmm. It's 15 yep. minutes. Mm-hmm. So where can I cut that time down at? Right. Now, who carries 
play, you know, this in the back of their car in their bag or, you know, walking around the mall with it. And the, and the, but your soft armor one. Yeah, I could wear that all day, every day, you know, just or you know, just, put it under yeah, a hoodie, yeah, the right yeah. kind of button up or something, and yeah. You know what I'm saying? It just, I don't know. Like I said, I guess maybe numbers game. I don't know. What do you think? If we're looking at, at some of the, the data points that, that we, we can pull, you know, the FBI crime statistics, uh, most crimes committed with handguns. Mm-hmm. Um, MSP just released their list of um, firearms that they confiscated. Mm-hmm. If you go on there and look at that, it's majority handguns. I mm-hmm. mean, the vast majority. Um, as far as what you should have, it's all based on your environment. You know, you're bound to at a club or something, you know, 3A is probably going to be good for you. Right. You get full body coverage. Full get, body coverage, yeah. You get more right. protection uh, from knife attacks and mm-hmm. things like, like that. Um, you know, I've got my, my hard plates here. If I'm worried about going out and, and I need armor, <laughs> I'm just going to wear my plate carrier, right? Now, look, I'd sl- slick it down, you know, under a hoodie or something, but on a day-to-day basis, I'm not really worried about carrying my, my armor with me. Man, if things are, are that dire. That bad. Hey, I, don't really I live in a... Detroit. Hey, man, I go to a gas station with a green light, Dre. Hey, man, I live can, in Detroit. Can you imagine, man, you going to, you going to not even to Walmart. Like, you you want to get gas, man. Like you say, because you want... You on you on uh, what what are we talking about? Uh, I'm tongue tied. I'm I'm thinking about the hottest spots. You on the west side? You want Dexter and Davidson or something? You happen to get gas? You got a plate carrier on? You got your helmet on? You got your side piece? You hopping all the yellow? Be no no no. Be at 25 on pump five. So look look look. <laughs> I, so I used to so I live on. I used to ride my bike in my area, mm-hmm. and I got the plate carrier on. So I'm going from one city <laughs> to the next city, and it's it's a bike trail. So people ride by looking at me like. This dude got a blank hair. I mean, I don't know if they knew what it was, yeah. but I'm wearing it because it's workout, you know, yeah. sweating. Oh, yeah, and you see a lot of CrossFit. Yeah, CrossFit to get my body used to it. But right. people looking at me like, and, you know, I went in there, got me some water, came out, boom, jumped on my bike, get going. But they looking at me like, this dude got a, this dude, this dude different. You know what I'm saying? So, like you said, <laughs> they, they going to be like, hey, man, SRT at the BP, y'all better get, y'all better get up out of here. Right. <laughs> and it's just you going to get some gas. <laughs> But you know, yeah. hey, what they say? Hey, I live in Detroit. You never know what might happen. But look, we're just gonna spin it a little bit. So you also make another, because uh, we were talking about, you know, you making, you design accessories for shooters. And what I mean by that, when I say that, he's a shooter designing parts for shooters. So his RMD or his, you know, working through a problem, they're trying to see if this works, come from him actually shooting the product or actually putting it on his weapon taking it out with the homies, shooting it at matches to see how well it works and how good it works to see how he can improve it. So one part you made, I thought it was just a, for the AK. I didn't know it was just M-Lock only. Yeah. Cause not, I, so I need one. I want, I need, I mean, I'm, I might need two, but okay. go ahead and tell us about the part yeah. that you've made. So, um, you know, in the, in the AK world, um, guys really like the old Bakelite stuff, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Bakelite grips, the Bakelite handguards, and all that stuff they they don't ma- make anymore. And um, you know the AMD sixty five, the Hungarian AMD sixty five came with a um, just a rear AK pistol grip that they put on the handguard. Mm-hmm. And so I saw that, and you know, guys have been doing that for a while. Pretty pretty cool. And well, you know, I can get these Bakelite grips fairly cheap. Let's come up with with a, a modern use use for them. You know. Um, more than just uh, using it as your pistol grip. So I designed this M-Lock attachment, and this is one off my KP9 that I was using and testing. 
So there's a aluminum M-lock adapter for it. Got a little base plate for it. It's cut down to what I think is a more modern, usable size. You can use them with full-length grips. I've had guys do that. And um, this one's got the silicon carbide on that. That's an option on our on our website. Uh, so just kind of a, a cool piece that you can use on your modern AK if you got a sure shot armament rail or something, but you still want to keep a little bit of that, you know, AK coolness. Mm -hmm. But you also, I can put it on my AR, right? Yeah, yeah, it's just M-Lock, yeah. So would it be all black or be that color? It'll be that color. And that's part of the cool thing about the uh, uh, Bakelite is it comes in all different colors, shades, patterns, you oh, know. Oh, so I can get it, you can get it, make them all black. You can, you can paint it black if you okay. want. Um, there were some countries that, that did black or, or blue. Um, Egypt wa was one of them, but okay. those are, are, are rare compared to these, you know, just Romanian Bakelite um, ones. But I, I get guys that, you know, have requests. Say, hey, you know, can I get a one that's more orange to match my pistol grip? Or can I get a dark one? Right, or, you can tell them to paint it. Yeah. <laughs> or they, they yeah, want one. That. That. Here's some paint color I recommend. <laughs> right. Look, I, I got a box of these things, so I'll, <laughs> I'll go through and, and I'll, I'll pull out, you know, what, what they want to match their, right. their grip if they want right. more. Uh, fleck in it because it is a phenolic uh, material with um, fibers in it to, to strengthen it. So I know I didn't ask you this earlier, but you don't why why um, start the company? Like, what made you do it? Because you've been in the game for about like you said ten years plus. Why now? Sure. Um, one, I, I had this idea and I wanted to expand on it, and I'm like, well, you know, uh, let me actually make make a company rather than just selling a couple on uh, on the forums and. Uh, kind of give me a way to expand my, my hobby. You know, I like playing on, on, on CAD and, and design and stuff, coming up with stuff. So it was really more, more of just a, a expanding my hobby. All right, let's see if I can, you know, make a little money on this, if I can make some cool cool stuff. And, uh, yeah. So what's the feedback? So far, these I, I've sold out of my, my first batch. So really? I'm actually waiting. So what was your batch? How many did you make? So the first batch was uh, about 15, kind of a starter, and big shout out to uh, Marvin at AMMJ Detroit. He helped me out getting the uh, manufacturing down for the uh, bracket and everything, and um, got another order on the way. So I'm going to ask this, and this is just because, like I said, I try to turn my hobby into a business. Did you get people outside of the circle that was giving you good feedback opposed to just people? Like, I just buy it because I got love for you. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Appreciate but, it. I mean, I'm going to buy it because I know it worked. But just, just just say, you make it, I'm going to buy it. You know what I'm saying? I'm just going to support. So when you get feedback from people outside the circle, how you know, how is that? Like, okay, cool. I know they can't be a, have a bias, a response, or I know, you know, well, I know your brother, or da da da, da I know y'all shoot. I'm just going to buy this to support. You know what I'm saying? What feedback you got outside of our circle? Yeah. So targeting feedback, which is certainly something I, I did for, for this, uh, you know, because kind of went on, on – a buying spree and buying up all the the Bakelite grips I could find for for a while. I think I've got over three hundred of them now, mm. uh, just in the grips. You know, they they don't make make them anymore. It's not like I can call up Ro Romanian. Like, hey, you know, I need right. need a case of these. I need um, two thousand of these grips if you don't mind. Yeah, um, finding your your market, and so I already knew my market. Uh, the akfiles.net, uh, the akform.com. Uh, um, going there, like, hey guys, you know, I got this and i've got a 3d printer so i did some prototypes and that helped with the manufacturing process as well and honing and how i wanted this part to look before we actually go to the machine shop mm -hmm. um you're looking for feedback 
know your target audience or at least have an idea, you know, because you may find an audience outside of what you believe your tar- target audience to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is pretty specific. So target to the AK market, post it up on the forums, you know, what do you guys think, think about this? I got this in the works and uh, it's all pretty good feedback on it. That's mm. what's up. Yeah, I was like, you know, people like to support, like what you got? I'm just going to. I just got love for you. I'm just going to support. But it's always cool to get feedback and just people buy your stuff and be like, oh, I didn't know you sold this. You know what I'm saying? You're like, okay, now I know I got something. You know what I'm saying? Rolling. So, um, but you also sell on the website. So tell us about the helmets. Y'all sell the covers for the helmets, right? Yeah, yeah. So the cover is a uh, defense mechanisms cover. The um, Mohawk, if you will, is the defense mechanisms as well. Uh, Brought that down to the East Coast night shoot when, when we were there. What kind of knives you run? Uh, dual PVS 14s on a bridge. Yeah. I don't even know what that is. So this helmet is heavy than a motherfucker, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's a uh, 3A ballistic helmet. Uh, 3A ballistic helmet, right. Mm-hmm. You wear this into the gas station. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Now, you, you're going to get gas on Dexter and Davidson. You pop out with the helmet on. They're going to be like, oh, SWAT team here. <laughs> <laughs> it all plays out, right. Now, let me ask you, because now, just to clarify what he was asking, you sell just the covers, or you sell the covers and the helmets? Just the, the cover right okay. now. Okay. Yeah, he, he said he was working on getting the, uh, the helmet. Because right, right, I thought, right, okay. I was like, okay, well, he got helmets. Maybe I should, <laughs> I'll be halfway cool and get a helmet. <laughs> I see, now, see, I now, now, carry the helmet. So, and, and that's something I've been kind of researching and looking at, because I'm, I'm one of them. <laughs> Like the rest of us, I'm one of them five percent prepared guys, because you know you never know when the zombie apocalypse, the war, or whatever it may be, comes around. So I, I kind of looked into looked into a helmet or looked into helmets, and like I said, my, the brand I, I you know I'm not afraid or opposed to branching out, but the the brand that I deal with the most myself or have was is who I you know through my armor with AR500 and uh, Armor Republic. So the the ballistic helmet that they have. I think the helmet they have, I, th- I want to say it's like either three. I want to say it's like four hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. What's a good price point for a helmet for for a good three A ballistic helmet? Because yeah. I mean, is that is that decent or are, is that too low? Does that mean you know? Are there? Of course, there are some probably more expensive, mm-hmm. but are there some also you know less expensive? What's a good you know? Four hundred bucks is probably around the the minimum. It's on the lower end of, end of the market. You that's, know, that's what I was kind of cheapskate. <laughs> hey man, hey, let let them tell it. I'm right there with you. I'm about to say, shoot. I'm looking for three fifty. I'm about to say, man, if I find you, if, if they got a sale on them, I bet you you buy one. Hey, I like you. that. <laughs> hey, put it in layaway, twenty six dollars right. a month. Right, right. <laughs> the next twelve months, yeah. The next twelve yeah. months, that's a deal. Hey, hey but, but that's looking like gun gun cheap gun broke dudes math. Right. <laughs> it's almost like it's free, babe. But, but look, but that's why. But see, and that's why. I got into with them and I liked it. I researched again. You got to do the research no matter what. I don't care who it is, what it is. It was the price for me with them, but it wasn't just the price. It's the sales that they do on like Black Fridays and Christmases and stuff like that. The reason, the main reason I have that soft armor from when I got it, they had like a a stupid Black Friday deal, whatever I guess three years ago, and they still run it from time to time. And some of them were different. Were like the plate. Both plates and the carrier mm-hmm. was like one hundred and seventy-seven dollars. Yeah. It was like, dude, you mean to tell me I can get three A armor, soft, soft, but three A armor and a carrier for it for under two hundred dollars? Something got to be wrong about this. So I started looking it up even more, yeah. looking up even more, and then literally right before the sale ended, I was like, okay, I'm gonna go ahead and do this. Yeah. 
if anything else, I'm only gonna blow like two hundred dollars testing this out. And if anything, if it's something crazy, I just take it to the range and we just blow it up. With it. <laughs> you know, what use I'm it for content. Right, use it for content. But you know, again, I did my research and was like, okay, I kind of trust them with this. Let's go ahead and run with it. Yeah. And you know, and, and for me, that's what it is for them. With again, it's the deals they give when they do them. Like they had one. I started. <laughs> I tried to get Dub in on it, but I was too late to uh, holler at him. They had one for uh. This previous Black Friday, where it was two of their plate carriers, it was basically it was a bogo, mm-hmm. like a buy one get one, and I think the package was like six hundred dollars or something like that for um, level. Uh, it was I think it was level four steel. It wasn't ceramic, but they literally was the, it was a everything, and I'm yeah. like, so you can outfit me and my brother, and we. Six hundred bucks, man. It's, each rig is like six hundred. But what, what? oh, cause it's a bogo. Oh, that's you know. So it, you know they'll do stuff like that. You know I don't know how they can do it, but you know some some companies can do that. Yeah. You know, so I, I mean I commend them on that, cause like I'm not gonna lie, and I'm gonna throw a little shade here. My pistol holster company that I, that I I swear by and I recommend. I, I love Alien Gear, mm-hmm. love them. But once they started to get big, cause I've been messing with them for years. Like when they were first brand new on the net, I just happened to come across them. Hosts were cheap, $20, $30, $40. Man, I, you, you can't find a host less than $30 on the website now. Yeah. So I get them. They're bigger and they cost more. But when it comes to, like, holidays and deals and stuff, they say, hey, Merry Christmas. Have a good one. Buy some more stuff. You know, so it's like, you know, in contrast, it's like, dang, I've been a customer. I got all kind of shells and holsters and parts and stuff. But, you know, you don't. So it's it's the flip, you know, the flip side of that as well. But, yeah. Yeah. The um, You know, one thing, uh, and... I want, Hold on, real quick. You want to do the mash thing or no? The what? The mash thing. Yeah, go ahead and get it up. All right, go ahead. Um, so listen, my experience. I didn't shot little airsoft, a little tactical laser tag, right? And this has probably been. I think I did it within a month or two. I think. I, well, I did tactical laser tag uh, the other day. That probably was the dopest experience. It was fun, dog. So we was running around in full kit and gear. That's why I was talking about the weight. Of it, and it's called a uh, Battlefield CQB. It's in Warren. Um, what's the? You remember the, uh, the owner's name? No, Tim. I don't. Okay, well, Battlefield uh, CQB, and I'm talking to them. They're gonna come up on the show and t- tell us about the uh, the business. Um, it was fun, man. Um, but the experience in there that I had, PIDing people. When you run, it's low light situations. Mm. You running around there, and I posted some videos on, on Instagram. Mm. You running around there in low visibility, and I couldn't tell who was who because you, you, you no lights. Only thing you, you just got, got to look. Everybody. <laughs> well, I mean, on my plate because we got the uh, we got the the, uh, the um the glow sticks. Mm. So one team had blue glow sticks, one team had green glow sticks. So we had the green glow sticks, and the other team had the blue glow sticks. But they're not like all over the place. So it's real hard to see who you got to know where you at and where your team is at or who's with you to know who's friend, who's foe. Mm-hmm. Cause it was a lot of people getting shot in the back, getting shot by their own players. But just that experience running in there, like it was a lot of right hand corners. It's a lot of left hand corners. It's a lot of switching from right strong side to, to support side. Uh, just like, Everything, anything like that's a good training uh, tool at that spot. Um, but like the PID in that situation was critical. But we didn't have like hand, we didn't have hand 
Handlights. So we know just yeah, shirt first. Weapon mounted lights. You didn't have no weapon mounted yeah, lights. Yeah. You just running through there with what? Uh, laser with a MP5. Yeah, it's like an MP5 Basically, clone yeah. kind of yeah. thing. MP5 yeah. was suppressed. I went on, on the website and looked at it and hit the yeah. But the experience, dog. I'm running through there with my place. I was breathing hard. I was sweating, and it was <laughs> it was cold in there. And I had a long sleeve shirt on and a hat, and I'm still running around there sweating. I probably played two games. We probably we played Capture the Flag, Domination, and we was up there from six to like nine thirty. Mm. I was ready to party. I probably could have left at like seven thirty. I was so tired. Mm. But dog, that shit was fun. The I think in that situation, the, the more aggressive you are, the better off you are. The more you know, if you can take, if you can take more ground quicker and not let the 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 you know the people that you playing against take the ground, you better off. But sure. I just thought it was a dope experience, man. And I know you had shot it. So what was your thoughts about it? It it was fun. Yeah, I would say it was majority entertainment. Now. When you shot it, you shot it with a bunch of axe guys taking it seriously, right? You know, they they were pie in their corners, they're watching their their coverage, they're watching their angles. When I played it, it was with a couple axe guys and a bunch of just uh random kids, you know. Mm. So it's a little bit different uh environment there, you know, you're pie in your corner and this kid comes sprinting around. Um much like anything else, whether it's it's airsoft, whether it's a, a shooting match, or whether it's tactical laser tag, it's all about how you work it, how you mm. process it, you know. And and if you're there playing with a bunch of kids, that's not the environment necessarily. And, and, right? and I, right. I'm glad you said that because I was had a little brain fart. And the experience I had at the indoor, as opposed to the low light, um, the the battlefield one, it was a it was like 20 kids. It was like 15 on. It was 15, it was two teams of 15, right? So everybody's running around. And then for us, because we're so uh, safety oriented, they people just running in front of the muzzle. I'm just like, what are y'all doing? What are y'all doing? Right. I'm bringing my right. gun up, bringing the gun up. And then by the time I'm bringing it up, bringing it down, I'm getting shot. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing, I'm, I'm weapon manipulating, moving up, flow. I'm pine corners moving. And you got guys standing there moving, walking by. And, and I'm just like, safety, click, muzzle, click. I'm just like, listen, y'all got to. Get out of my damn way. I'm trying to pie corners. I'm trying to get active. And here they here come Jeff and the whole axe crew just coming at you. I'm just looking up. I seen people literally walk from the spine two seconds and walk right back because they got tagged. But see, like the airsoft, it was the same thing. Kids running around and they just shooting, 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 and then they walking in front of your muzzle, they doing this, and I'm I'm active, I'm pieing corners, I'm running, I'm watching angles, and here they just walking by. I didn't probably shot two, three, seven, eight, ten, twelve year olds with uh, fake staccatos <laughs> that was on my team. I was like, "Listen, bro, I'm sorry." <laughs> but you got to get out the way of duck. You got to get out the way of duck. Like I, man, but that was like I said, you got to work it how you work it. But I just thought it was a great training aid. So if anybody out there want to really put in some work and want to see where your skills at. Uh, go try, you know, get a bunch of group of y'all that, you know, think y'all know what y'all doing and like an eight on eight or six on six and go, you know, get in that battlefield uh, CQB. It was definitely a dope experience. Getting close on time, you want to do? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So, uh, you want to introduce it or how you want to? Uh, so, I I thought this was, I just seen this last night. This was a, a thing that Maj Ture uh, had put up on his Instagram. And it was uh, directed towards the Biden administration and the Texas people in Texas trying to protect their borders from the illegals coming in. Or um, and I mean that's about basically what it was. Yeah. Okay. So we're gonna play it, and then we're just gonna talk a little bit about it. You got it up. 
Biden and any federal agents that's down with this are fucking morons. New story in, guys. Biden administration asks the Supreme Court to allow Border Patrol to cut or move razor wire at the Texas border. Let me read this, because I don't think people are really going to understand how goofy this gets. So let me read it. This is, I promise you, I'm not trolling you. This is really what happened. The Biden administration on Tuesday asked the Supreme Court to allow federal Border Patrol agents to cut through or remove razor wire Texas installed on the U.S.-Mexico border as part of a contentious effort by the state to prevent illegal border crossings. You, you, you hear that? The case arose when the administration of Texas Governor Greg Abbott, a Republican, now they'll throw that in there, they're like, oh, he's a Republican, he's evil, installed the razor wire near the Rio Grande River at Eagle Pass, Texas, as part of an operation to address illegal immigration that has brought the state into conflict with the Biden administration. When Border Patrol agents cut through some of the razor wire, Texas sued, claiming the agents had trespassed and damaged state property. State property. Shouts to Oskino. A federal judge declined to impose an injunction against the federal government, but the New Orleans-based Fifth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals last month ruled in favor of Texas, saying agents could not cut or move the wire unless there was a medical emergency. So let me sum this up real quick. Texas in an effort to stop people from unlawfully crossing into their state, and hence America, said, let's put up razor wire. Let's not just have open-ass holes everywhere, pause, where anybody could just go through. <laughs> I'm going to cut it right there on purpose. So <laughs> you get the sum up of it, but yeah. So where are we going with that? So you said you playing devil advocate, so go ahead. So so my, my play on the devil's advocate of that is not really a devil's advocate of just to clarify of being pro-government or nothing like that, but I always like to give it the talking points of, you know, seeing the other side of the other factor. So my whole thought process, process of that is this, from looking at what he, from what he said, I'm not going to say the government was right, but I'm not going to say they were wrong in what they did. Cause, and I'm going to use the same analogy, like, like when we were talking off, off camera. So let's say you're, you're a kid. Or, you know, you're a parent and you got kids. Or if you don't have kids, think about it from when you were a kid and you were staying at home. And you basically, I don't want to say rent, but you have a room that's your room in your parents' house. Or your kids have a room in your house and it's, and it's theirs. But let's say all of a sudden that, you know, 15, 16, 17 years old, they decide, you know what, I'm going to put a lock on my bedroom door. Because I don't want anybody else coming in here. I know this is my parents' house. And, you know, we, we can get into the whole logistics of, you know, freedoms and kids. Or what, but that's not what this analogy is for. But so anyway, they decide on their own, we're going to put a lock on our door because we don't want anybody else coming in here. Then the parents go, the hell you are going to put a lock on here because this is my house. You know, you just one room in the house. You know, you're not about to do this. You're going to do this the way we want you to do it. If you're going to do it that way, we get why you want to do it, but we're going to do this a better way than you just having the only key to that door and you doing it that way. I use that analogy of, again, Texas being the, the kid in the room or the governor being the kid, Texas being the room, government being the parents of the house. Because, again, Texas is just one of 50 states. Mm -hmm. And in terms of, you know, looking at it that way. They did something that the, the feds didn't want them to do. Now, who's to say the feds weren't OK with it? It's just the process of what they what they did it in the way they did. And I look at it on the, the devil's advocate side of it this way. I think the means are the same. It's just a, a, the way of, of getting to that. 
uh, Texas governor, and this is just in my own words, hey, we want to put this because it's going to prevent, it's going to stop, and we're going to do this. Well, we know, like, again, if you really pay attention to it, any, a majority of these immigrants and illegals that are coming in, they don't care about none of that. They're willing to drown. They're willing to get up, get cut up by razor wire, be trampled over, you know, the risk of being deported back from day one as soon as they get crossed over, the whole nine, yada, yada, yada. So now, let's say you keep the set razor wire. You got people jumping over the razor wire, getting cut up, getting messed up. So now you got all these extra people in these hospitals or in these urgent cares taking up the spaces in the seats from, you know, citizens and regular people that aren't immigrants. So now you're over flooding the healthcare system now because you have to take care of these people. We're not going to just, as a government, say, oh, you cut yourself, get back over the wall. Our government's never been that way. I don't care. Again, politics aside, you know, Republican, Democrat, no matter who it is, they're still going to take care of those people because that's what our nation's been built on. So, I'm, I'm just paraphrasing. In my eyes, I would see it as we don't want to take it to that level because we're going to make the problem bigger than what it would be by doing it that way. And again, that's just playing the devil's advocate on the other side of it because that's the way, if I were to think that that's how I would rule, that would be the reasonings why... I would take that stance to, all right, this is why we want you to cut, cut this, you know, cut this razor wire out. Well, I just, you know, my thing was, what, they tell them, they tell them they can't do something, but what other alternative are they giving them? Like, exactly. what's, yeah. they say, okay, you can't do A, but let's work on B. Let's right. figure out a different way, opposed to saying, you just can't do that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm 100% with that, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, we trying to, put, listen, we, we got, Nine times out of ten, it's a it's a subdivision <laughs> that's right there, mm-hmm. or maybe twenty miles, or maybe off where. Oh, it's not even that, bro. I, 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 as somebody who's been to the border in California, and I hear Texas. Well, I watch I watch Sicario, <laughs> so I'm just saying. So it, 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 it ain't even twenty feet, bro. It, man, I, I've been to a shopping center literally at the last stop in in California where the wall is the parking lot for the place is like the wall is here. And like literally, the parking lot is like right there. So right. It's so, like, hey, so it's, it's close. the the citizens or the governor, whoever's of that of Texas, is trying to say, look, well, of that area, look, I need to protect my people. Why are you telling me I can't? But if you say I can't, send me some support to keep these people back. Don't just right. say I can't do it unless, oh, well, they they they, you know, let let's let's send let's do this to take pull them up and all that. So you spending money to stop what they're doing, but you ain't helping them. Stop the people that's to, coming to, in, the illegal aliens. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying. So yeah. I just I, th- stop saying don't do this. Give some, give a, pl- give me a plan B and C. Right. Mm-hmm. And then let's work that. Don't just say I can't do it. Right. And yeah. and the government has a different motive than the state of Texas. Right. The the government uh, under the current administration, right, has been allowing this traffic, this uh, facilitating the the trafficking of these illegals. Right. You know, they're they're offering benefits. They're essentially giving them reasons to to be here which i would use a, as an argument to say why why are you you doing that we have a legal process let's adhere to the legal process for legal immigration which overall is a good thing um but when you're not following the process you're bringing these illegal immigrants in you know you're not maybe getting the same type of people that you would through the legal immigration process you know these are people who are potentially looking for a free handout and you're causing all of this mass mi- migration you mentioned you know how how dangerous their travels can can be and you know, illegal or not i don't want anyone to to get hurt right but if you come into this country illegally you're simply not welcome in in my eyes you know and for the federal government to create these incentives 
um, for these people to, to come here. You know, they're, they're, you can make an argument for they're supporting the cartels because the cartels traffic these people to the border. They show them where they can get through. <laughs> they're getting paid. They're taking advantage of these individuals, you know, and we can yeah, talk they, about they some of the, too. you know, uh, horrific cases you hear about, about, you know, these illegal migrants being abused by the cartels and mm-hmm. everything. Or the, uh, the, the, um, the human trafficking. Yeah, the kid, the kids coming right. over, they can't. Yep. See, man, I, and 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 that's that's my thing, man. I think that there's, I think I think everybody has, and, and this is where the politics makes everything sticky now, and especially like modern day politics. We're not, yep. you know, not even talking like eighties, nineties, even early two thousand politics. Like modern politics is so crazy that like I think the whole. I think that there's a reason why they're allowing it. And I, like I said, I think the reason they're allowing it is it's like, well, it's going to happen anyway, so we might as well let it and just find a, a better way to, 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 to maintain it. But there's no better way to maintain it that's been presented. Sure. You know what I mean? So versus, okay, if you want to bring them in and let them come in, okay, cool, do that. Yeah. But there should be a place in, a thing in place to, like you said, at the border, like, okay, cool, we're going to allow you in, but we're going to check you in and, you know, go through the whole legal you know, legal uh, immigrant le- legal thing process. and blah, blah, blah. But there's, it's like, it's again, it's because it, no matter what side of the fence you sit on politically, it's going to happen. However, so like you said, do you make it and put the check stop there to say, okay, since it's going to happen, let's just get this done and out the way now instead of having to track them down and find them later on and then go through it or send them back and then they got to come back again and blah, 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 get the process right. The first time, because mm-hmm. I I think the, I think both sides are, are stupid in the thought process. We're gonna do everything we can to stop them on one side. So you know they go, you know they're gonna find a way to get in, especially so, when the feds are providing incentives. Right. And, and you so, know so, once they they get here, the the feds are you know have been busting them to other cities. Yeah, that, they've been building, for lack of better terms, camps in uh, cities like Chicago. Yeah, uh, they've been flying them all they, all over. Be, it's doing both. So, so who paying for all that? We're, that, that's tax my, that, that, <laughs> and, and that's exactly where I was going. That, but you, you flipped. You, you already gave the other side of what I was about to say. I'm like, whether you pay all the money to do all that, or you pay the extra money to try to stop them as, as much as you can, you're still spending all of our taxpayers' money from both it's, sides. This seems like so it's like, been an ongoing thing right, for years. Right. Right. So it's like, dude, okay, we can't fully be extreme here. We can't be fully extreme here. Somebody come up with a good medium in the middle to work this situation out because it's right. not going anywhere. It hasn't in, God, I'm, four, I'm 44 years old. It hasn't in at least 50, 60 years. So just figure out a, 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 a good medium to fi- you know to finish this or fix this off because it's not this this way far left is bad that way far right is bad because in a, in the context you're taking away resources from here or or creating to take away resources from there that we got to pay for on this side or because we've spent this because we've got to spend thirty more border patrol agents so now they're hiring more people guess what who's got to pay for that we do so now it's neither side is a hundred percent correct but there's nobody seems to want to. Right, and, and meet in the middle. We we can theorize on, on you know maybe this administration's reasoning for right. uh, providing these incentives for facilitating this, right? Um, and, and we we can look at okay, they they want less restrictions on on voting. Um, I know we got some laws here in Michigan recently. You know, you get what is it a, a week or plus now, and and I'm not gonna name all the details, but I haven't read up on it recently, but. Uh, as a general rule, we can say the left and the Democrats have been trying to um, make it easier to, to vote, whether you're a citizen or, or not. If you're coming into this country and you know a certain political party has 
uh, campaigned and has given you the these um, benefits. They've made it possible for you to come come here. Probably going to vote for them. You know, we've also got uh, Democratic senators. I believe there's a senator who's you know um, campaigning for allowing eagle uh, illegals into the police force, into the military. You know, there, there's these potential ulterior motives here, and we need to look look at that that issue and say, you know, what's really go- going on here? Because they're in my mind, creating a unsafe scenario, not only just for us here mm-hmm. and for displacing uh, uh, jobs of American citizens, you know, um, but as he mentioned, this is a risky endeavor for these people to, to come here, and they're risking life and limb to be here for these in- incentives. Well, I just know it may be some good people coming in, but I know they're going to use that, that open hole to bring some bad people in. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Right. Once the faucet is open, who knows what's just going to spill in. Right, and so. if you want to have a conversation about, you know, um, we reworking the legal process, we can have that conversation. I think there's very few political candidates that are offering that, you know. Right. Um, and I think, you know, the mindset mostly is stop what's going on now, stop this influx into the country, stop our tax dollars going to this, providing incentives to illegals instead of American citizens, and then we can go from there. Well, like I said, I think Mars had a lot of good points. You know, you can say, these ain't women and kids. It's the You know, people, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> it's some other, some, what would your boy call them bad hombres? Military-age males. <laughs> yeah, military-age males <laughs> coming in. This ain't just women and kids coming in. So, right. you know what I'm saying? But. We're going to wrap it up, man. Like I said, Peter, I want to thank you for showing support, coming out to the show, man. Like I said, I, 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 I like what you're doing. I like shooting with you. Um, you, came, you became my new best friend because I was talking to you about AR-15s. I, I ordered a H3 buffer. All right, I, I yeah. put it in my Mamba. I'm going to try to shoot it today uh, with the suppressor on it and see how it feels. And I could tell the difference when I took it out the bag and I, tried, I took the one out of my gun. I was like, man, this thing is definitely heavier. So I'm I'm a, I'm gonna play with that a little bit. I'll probably be texting you later. Yeah, yeah. Um, Anything you need, man. I got uh, extra, you know, buffer weights and everything, and uh, we can get you you tuned up. And one thing I want to say, just kind of in in general, especially with the consumerism that we see in the two A space, you know, now not that consumerism is necessarily bad, but you see these guys that they always have to have the latest and greatest, and they're always swapping something out on right. the on the <laughs> rifle, right? You know, right. we all. We all know someone like like that. Oh, I got this and I got that, and you know, every every paycheck they're buying some, something <laughs> new, changing out a grip or or whatever. Research what you want, pick something, and stick with it at least long enough for you to formulate an opinion. Right. You know, because you may not be happy with with what what you bought, mm-hmm. or you know, ah, it's been on there for a month. I've gone to the you know the range, the flat range, maybe once once or twice. You know, mm-hmm. take it out to some matches, go to an axe two gun. You know, mm-hmm. and, and um, run it, run it. I mean, we've seen a, a let lot, it eat a lot of people in, in this space with more matches popping up. You know, uh, mm-hmm. I've been to uh, in range brutality matches in, in uh, Iowa, and they do them all over the country. Um, I've been to uh, is that a two gun? Yeah, that's that's two gun. Yep, uh-huh. they um, run them, and the locations change from from year to year, but they have some you know uh, recurring locations, um, similar to Axe in, in a sense, but. Um, which a lot one? more focus on on physical fitness. So uh, you know you'll you'll <laughs> shoot shoot a uh, you know um, maybe a, a bay of steel, and then you have to carry something around. Um, but uh, overall, a, a, a good match. Um, 
and actually uh, on that is as well, you know, you see a lot of people online talking about, well, what match should I shoot for training purposes? I, I want to train self, self-defense. Should I go shoot IDPA? Should I shoot USPSA? The match is what you make it. Yep. So I like going to USPSA matches. I typically stray away from the IDPAs, not that I, I don't shoot them, but um, just the, the rule set is um, kind of annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I'll, I'll go to USPSA and I'll be high in corners. Right. And, and, you know, I'm running it how I want to run it. And no one there has a problem with that. You know, guys say, hey, you know, you know, you can be, be quicker. I'm that's like, hey, my bro, only you know that's my only problem with USPSA. It yeah. goes against everything I, I, I know is right. Right. Like, I'm not, but I just know that's an exposure call. Yeah. The moment that buzzer, boop, that's exposure. Absolutely. I'm just like, so, right, I shoot it how, just like you said, I shoot it how I need to shoot it. Right, and there's some USPSA matches I go to, I'm like, all right, I'm going for a score today, right, <laughs> right. you know? And some matches I go to, all right, I've been working on this with, with my handgun, I'm going to shoot it, you know, slow and, and tactical today. Right. And it is what you make it. Right. Um, and in that, that same same sense, right. Going to matches is a great way to show up, pay a couple bucks. You don't have to set up no targets or nothing. You right. go home. Don't, don't, don't be that guy in the back not, not pasting. But, <laughs> you know, during a week, I can hit up a, a after-work USPSA match and, and get some training in. And being able to, in your mind, separate, you know, okay, today I'm shooting for performance, I'm shooting for score. Right. Next week I'm shooting for, you know, in a more tactical sense. Right. You're shooting your gun. You're getting that sight picture. Um, depending on the equipment you use, I'll go shoot USPSA appendix where they allow it. Not all the clubs allow it, but I'll leave work. I'll get there. I'll unload my carry ammo. I'll, you know, get my, my full metal jacket or whatever I'm shooting ready. I'm in my work clothes. I got my appendix holster as is. I'm making it what I want it to, to right. be. That's what's up. That, that's definitely, well, the, hey, get it how you live. That's how I say. <laughs> Get it how you live. Let it eat. Let it eat. But like I said, uh, Peter, thanks for coming in. Let everybody know where they can find you at or follow you on, especially uh, <laughs> if you into you into LARPing. Yep. <laughs> into, into the gear. Into the gear. Tell them where they can find you at, man. Absolutely. Uh, SCLI.store, and then we're SC Logistics Inc. on Instagram. And they also give the Pop Culture 223 podcast a little discount. Use Pop 10. You may see what you get. Yeah, we'll be checking it out for that plate carry. Uh, I'm going in to get some pants, man, and, and, <laughs> and all the other Gucci stuff they got on there, man. But uh, like I said, that's that's it from the show. Barry, Thanks you guys. for having me on. Appreciate it, man. We appreciate you coming by, man. Excited to be able to talk to uh, ballistics with some of them plates. Yeah, that was all him. To get a little more information. He he brought me the idea. I said, I know, I know the guy. He got a company that sells stuff like this. Let's let's call Peter. Let's call them. So look, that's it from us. Um, like I said, thanks for um coming on, Peter. Um, Bear, thanks for being here. It's cold outside. This is what we do in Michigan, man. Detroit. And and the last update, the power did come back on at the house, so we we Gucci, we good. Okay, okay, Yeah. yeah. My Wi-Fi was off for like. Two days, and I'm about to flip out because I couldn't watch the Lion game today. So, but it's it's been going in and out. So, um, that's it from us. So, this is the Pop Culture Two Two Three Game Recognized Game. We recognize you, so please recognize us. And we out. <laughs>